0: Dionisio at the plate, he's over two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly! And it's oh it's raining now. It's time! For Rain Delay Theater with Jeremy Dionisio and Jack Swakowski. Hello and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski and I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We have another game episode for you here. That's right, two in a row. Uh last night it was September 1st, 2021. We caught some September baseball. We saw the White Sox and the Pirates play a Wednesday evening game.
1: That's right. We were um there was uh we were two of 19,231 uh s- sold attendance. I don't know, reported. But is enough. that
0: was was that the announced attendance?
1: Yes. That's that was pathetic. The announced attendance for a first That's, place team.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, there was a brief period in June and July where White Sox fans were just frothing about this team. And now it's like nobody cares. They might as well be on pace to lose 95 games.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty sad. I, I talked about it uh, before, I, I, and I know we haven't gotten to the number yet, but I talked about it before about like how I was there in like the last week of the season, and they where like they had just fallen out of first place, and there was like there was actually more people there than there were uh, to last night. So um, just yeah, just lame all around.
0: <laughs> um, well, it is episode one thirty three. So before we get into our game stuff, uh, Jeremy, who do you have for your number one thirty three player?
1: Ooh, okay, cool, Jack. I'm excited about this one. Um, okay. I thought way outside of the box um,
0: uh-huh.
1: on this one, although, um, and and the guy kind of uh, has a or, like, connects to someone who we saw in the game t- tonight or, or last night. Um, but I thought so far out of the box that I thought into the batter's box, uh, and I looked to hit by pitches for 133.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, sure.
1: And so um there's only one guy in the history of baseball who's been hit 133 times, and that guy's name is Dummy Hoy.
0: Uh, that's uh, well, Jeremy, there was a Hoy Park that played tonight or there last was. night, rather.
1: Yeah, there was. If there was, uh, if this was like a Jeopardy category, it would be Dummy Hoy Park. Um, how do
0: you spell, how do you spell, uh, Dummy?
1: D U M M Y. Just like the fool. I don't,
0: I don't see this. Uh, oh I see Billy Hoy. Uh, his nickname is Dummy. Yeah. William, oh, my God.
1: William Ellsworth Dummy Hoy. Uh, born May 23rd 1862 died December 15 1961 at the age of 99 uh, one of the notes I have about dummy Hoy th- so I-, I don't know if we'll ever go back to uh, Randall a theater history class but this guy would have been a great Randall theater history class uh, subject because um, there's so many crazy fun facts about him I guess before I get to the the age thing the first thing about him the reason why he was called dummy is because he was a de- he was deaf. He was a
0: yeah, de- I mean, I see. I see his high school is Ohio School for the Deaf.
1: Oh, yeah, really? Well, that that would be a dead giveaway, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> um, um, I want. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they allow uh people who can hear in that school i guess i don't know but um yeah in on according to his wikipedia uh, one of the, the the lines is hoy is the most accomplished deaf player in mlb history and is credited by some sources with causing the establishment of signals for safe and out calls that's pretty wow. interesting right yeah yeah so um so that's interesting uh it says uh, under legacy upon his death in 1961 at age 99 Hoy was the longest-living former MLB player. Um, they say, it goes on to say since then there's been like 13 players who've lived into their hundreds, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at that point, he was the longest-living former player. That's interesting. Um, I suppose the, the one, uh, just to uh, just to clean it all up, uh, I'll, we'll say uh, under Personal Life on Wikipedia, it says, in Hoy's time, the word dumb was used to describe someone who could not speak. Rather, sure. than, rather than someone who was, not, who was stupid. But since the ability to speak was often connected to one's intelligence, the epithets dumb and dummy uh, became interchangeable with stupidity. Uh, Hoy himself often corrected individuals who addressed him as William and referred to himself as dummy. Um, said to have been able to speak with a voice that resembled a squeak, he was actually one of the most intelligent players of his time and is sometimes credited with developing the hand signals used by umpires to this day although uh, the view is widely disputed so of course someone's got to dispute it but uh it's a cool story um and uh yeah i mean so he uh oh it says that um let's see um his he had 100 he had 1006 career walks uh and at the time of his retirement that put him second in MLB history behind billy hamilton who i believe we i believe we talked about on this podcast we
0: have we have yes
1: yeah um, and he also ended his career ranking eighth in career games played at 1,796. Um, I looked it up and he's actually, he's dropped all the way to like 117th in career walks. Um, so there's been a lot of guys who've walked more since he retired, um, which was a long, long time ago. But uh, but yeah, just, you know, I think he was like an early, he seems like an early standout in baseball. Uh, and He was also hit 133 times. So there you go.
0: Yeah, with all the guys who are in the Hall of Fame from that era who probably shouldn't be, uh-huh. um, it's kind of surprising that this guy isn't. Um, yeah. Just, just because of A, his numbers are actually pretty good. I mean, he yeah. hit two eighty eight for his career, but he, he walked a ton. Um, he stole a lot of bases, too. He stole 596 bases for his career. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah so it's a, that that's a little bit surprising, but also because of his contributions to the game and like uh, it, it seems it seems pretty important that he's the most uh you know decorated deaf player in the history of the sport. yeah um, and you don't really hear about any totally deaf players in any sports, really, uh, yeah. at least not that I, at least not that I know of. So this guy is actually a, kind of an important figure in uh, just in the annals of of sports. Uh, but you don't you don't really hear anything about him. And one of the criteria for the Hall of Fame is not only what the what the person did on the field, but also how they contributed to the game outside of it, or you know, or their bad contributions, which is one right. of the reasons Kurt Schilling is justifiably not in the <laughs> Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. I um, I wonder if um, he has like a, a display like the Hall of Fame does have like displays um, for some. Uh, players or notable events and stuff. So I wonder if he has like maybe a display or something. Um, but uh, it's been a long time since I've been to the hall of fame. Uh, so wouldn't, wouldn't know for sure. But uh, yeah, he played with a bunch of different teams, a lot of teams that don't exist anymore, but he was on the Cincinnati reds and it uh, looks like he was on the, the white Sox for a year uh, as well.
0: Um, Jeremy, uh, I've referenced Deadwood in the past few episodes, and why not one more? <laughs> um, there, there was a character. So this guy's name was William Ellsworth Hoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a character on Deadwood named Ellsworth, played by Jim Beaver, who was also the guy who sold Walter White his guns in Breaking Bad. So uh, there you go.
1: Interesting. That's that's yeah. right. And uh, me and my wife are rewatching Breaking Bad right now.
0: Ooh, what season are you on?
1: We just watched the uh, season three premiere. Um, okay. Which is uh, just a quick side note. There's, it's blowing my mind how much stuff happened on that show, and like, it's blowing my mind like to think back to like what happened when, like the whole, um, like Bob Odenkirk and Mike Ermintrout, They they first appeared in season two, which like I thought it was a lot later. I thought they appeared maybe a lot later in the series. I would have
0: said three. I would have guessed season three for Odenkirk.
1: Yeah. See. Um. Uh, uh, Gu- Gustavo Fring appears at the end of season two. Okay. Um, uh, the the twins appear make their first appearance in season in in this one we just watched episode one of season three. Um, that I remember the song the, the like the like um the I don't know if it's cumbia or whatever, but that like that 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 Mexican song the traditional Mexican song about Heisenberg with the mm-hmm. music video that that's in season two. That's like midway through season two. I would have thought that was like three or four or something so it's it's kind of blowing my mind and, and then I'm then I'm remembering like how much stuff is still to come and it's 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 yeah it's blowing my mind a little bit
0: um yeah Jeremy just don't forget I think it's season five when he tells his uh his brother-in-law to tread lightly uh, that was you <laughs> after the Cubs made all those trades so there you go
1: <laughs> that's right that's right
0: <laughs> Um, okay, so for my uh, 133 guy, I, I, so there, let's just say there were slim pickings. That's why you ended up going with hit-by-pitches, I assume. Um, yeah. So there were only like three guys in the history of baseball, each who both ended with 133 homers and ended with 133 wins. Um, so I went with uh, kind of an obvious one. I went with Daryl Kyle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was one that really stood out just because he was a very memorable player because he passed away uh, midseason. He um, yeah. he died. He was in the rotation for the Cardinals. He had won his previous two seasons. He had won 20 and 16 games in his career. Um, so. Uh, so, yeah, he was kind of. I don't want to say he was hitting his stride because he was in his early 30s at that point, but he was an established pitcher who had had some good seasons. And uh, yeah, he he passed away in uh, June of that year in the Cardinals starting rotation. The game was they were in Chicago, yep. so he died he died in Chicago in his hotel room. I think uh, he had an undetected heart condition, and they said they said they found marijuana in his system. But I don't know if like I don't know if that was related, like that aggravated uh, whatever heart condition he was having. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a, uh, a shock, and the game got yep. canceled that day. And I remember Joe Girardi, yep. I think, was like, we lost a brother today, and so the game is canceled or, or something. He, he
1: gave a speech on the field behind home plate like yeah. with, all the, with both teams' players behind him. It was, it was a surreal moment.
0: Um, it would have been really weird to go to the game that day. I mean, I, I wonder, did they announce that he had died before, like, the, they opened the gates for the, the park? I mean, did, no. did you, did people, the, did people know?
1: I, Jack, I was watching that game. Uh, I remember it pretty, uh-huh. pretty vividly. No, I mean, they, no, I think there might've been a delay in the start and there really wasn't like any news about it. Um, yeah. and then like, cause, cause uh, Girardi, like they, they, fucking took a, a microphone out to the field and set it up and they had you already speak and he was speaking to the, the fans. Yeah. Um, so I was just, I, I almost want to say it was a Saturday afternoon, um, game. And, uh, I just remember, um, yeah, I remember them like doing it and then like sending them like, 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 yeah, they, they called the game. Um, so yeah, he th- was addressing the people.
0: Did, did he specifically say that like Daryl Kyle died or did he just say we lost a brother and then that was it?
1: Um, I think I, I, I think he might, I thought, I think he said it, but, um, uh-huh. maybe they just announced it on the broad, the broadcast and already and sure. just said it, but, um, yeah, this just alluded to something, but I, I thought I, I, I seem to, rec- I, I feel like he said it, uh, okay. but I could be wrong. Um, let's see. June, yeah. That was a Saturday afternoon, Jack. I, I, I remember that.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, hey, you know, Jeremy, if this was twenty twenty one, the Cubs would just fuck you out of your tickets if you were at that game. You know, <laughs> yeah,
1: right, right. They'd be like, "Hey, sorry, buddy. Uh, you know, death or no death, uh, you're not getting that money back." <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So that was interesting. I don't, I don't really have a lot to say about Daryl Kyle. On top of that, I remember this was, uh, you know, a little bit into my watching baseball time, but I remember, I remember knowing that he won twenty games in two thousand and thinking he was like some stud ace for mm-hmm. the uh, for the Cards. Um, He did have a year with Houston in 97, 19 wins in a 257 ERA in 255 innings pitched. Um, So, yeah, the guy the guy had a few good uh, he had some good years. And, uh, yeah, he he definitely um, I mean, it's an understatement to say he, you know, he went before his time. But I think that just in baseball terms, he probably had three or four good years um, of his career left.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. He was, uh, he might be like the original guy who came to the Cardinals and started like doing good again. Um, I know he was coming from Colorado, uh, in the, in the nineties. So, you know, they, I don't think they had the humidor then. So that's why he was getting his, his, his like butt kicked in, in Colorado. But, um, no, he, I feel like he was a guy who started off with some like, um, promise in his career. He, he kind of had a couple of rough years in Houston, but, uh, his contract year, I assume he, he did well, and then um, went to Colorado for some reason and just got clobbered. Uh, but then came back to to St. Louis and was really good for a couple of years. And it was just like, you know, I was it was an, it was annoying as a Cubs fan. But uh, but yeah, that was um, yeah. So it was it was you know a harsh thing to happen <laughs> to, to to lose him and stuff.
0: Yeah, he was he was Miles Michaelis before Miles Michaelis, um, which may that's not really a compliment for Daryl Kyle. But
1: sure. Um and Colorado is uh Japan,
0: right? <laughs> and, and um situation. Well, Jeremy, um th- uh the Mets have had a lot of bad things happen, but um I- interestingly enough, I think the most interesting one was when Javi Baez was giving the thumbs down to the fans. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. It's e- it, even since that story happened, like there's there's been an even bigger story. Now honestly, I bet Javier Baez must be happy, I guess, in some way that this that the the assistant GM had his issues um, with uh, with the team, but uh, or with with not with the team, but with himself, I guess, or the or the law. But uh, but yeah, I just I felt like even before we get into the game, I feel like we we had to address the the Javier Baez thing. Just coming, me being a Baez fan and coming from. Chicago angle and everything. The whole, and I feel even like the, I, I kind of feel like the, uh, the wind is kind of blown over a little bit on the thumbs down. Like after all that happened, like they, um, they, you know, he, he drove in like the winning run or he scored the win, he scored the winning run like in, in a game. And I think things were good, but like, uh, it was getting, it was getting hairy there for a little bit. And it seemed like the whole baseball world was coming down on Baez, uh, and the Mets. Um, uh, so, you know, just to recap the story, um, and, and Jack, you know, I noticed them, I saw by us doing the thumbs down, um, like weeks ago and, and, uh, the, uh, what's his name? Christopher, Christopher, the fucking loud, mo- Christopher Russo on a uh, MLB network. Um, mad dog Russo was talking about, it, and he's like, Because he was saying, like, the, the, uh, what's the Rojas, right? The manager.
0: Uh, is it, it's not Mel Rojas, is it? No. No, uh, that's another, that's a different guy. Yeah. Uh,
1: Jose, I, I can't, Juan, I can't remember what the fuck his name is, but the manager of the Mets, like, denied, like, knowing what, what the thumbs down was about (laughs) until, like, Baez, like, spoke to the media, but he was like, they were doing it since. August sixth. Uh, so how 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 did he not know what was going on? And uh, I saw him doing it uh, weeks ago. Um, I thought that they were just kind of mimicking what the what the uh, Yankees did a couple of years ago, which was like putting the thumbs down because there was that there was the thumbs down guy who went to like that Yankees game that was played at Chase or at, at City Field, um, and he gave them the thumbs down. Uh, so I thought he would, they were just kind of like mimicking that. And then Baez like spoke to the media, uh, ill-advisedly and said (laughs) it was about the fans, um, which is not the best move. Um, but everyone just fucking like lost their shit because the fucking Javier Baez was thumb like, and Lindor were giving the thumbs down to the fans. So, um, we texted a, a little bit about it, Jack and, um, uh, you know, I think you were saying you're you're talking about were you talking about Lindor? Like, I yeah, well, Lindor,
0: Lindor had been bitching about how he was getting booed earlier in the right. year. Right. And, you know,
1: and, and certainly coming from uh, Cleveland, like New York uh, is definitely a, a different market for sure. Um, Baez, is uh, I mean, you know, I feel like Cubs fans will boo uh, Cubs players when they do bad. But I they didn't really have too much to boo over the last couple of years, really, like in the grand scheme of things. Uh, maybe a couple moments here or there. But so Christopher R- Russo was like saying like, you know, like the match should look at themselves. Like, like, you know, wh- what do you mean? Like, like you're giving the fans a thumbs down. It's like, look at yourself. Like, look how you're playing. Um, and then of, like, you know, and, and people were like, you know, like this is, this is bad. Like players like, you know, can't turn on fans and stuff. And they, there's, it went even so far as like the, the thumbs, this fucking thumbs down guy. Um, so if you don't know who the thumbs down guy is, he 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 like they there he had like uh they had they interviewed him the the athletic like interviewed him or or they they published quotes about him about him talking about the the Mets thing. So he's a Mets fan, but he went to uh, this game between the Yankees and I forget what other team, but it was like moved to to City Field for some reason. Like there was like a tropical storm or something. And he, he went to the game, even though he's not a fan of either team, and when the Yankees did good, he gave a thumbs down. And then Todd Frazier and some other Mets like saw that and like to turn the tables, they like embraced the thumbs down and were like giving each other the thumbs down whenever they, they did something good. So, of course, if the a Mets player is giving a thumbs down, go to the thumbs down guy and, and get a quote from him, I guess. Um and he was like, Well, this is really bad, this is really bad. Like, you know, you can't like, you know, uh you, you can't do that to fans and um they were saying like you know, uh, you know, they you should say like some people might say like you know the people should like if if you can dish it, you should be able to take it to to the fans who are upset by it, but he's like, but that would be putting us on the same uh, playing field as the players. Uh, and that's just not the case. Like he's like he said, like, you know, they make the big bucks, and we're the ones who pay the big bucks to to see them play and to buy their shirts and their hats and and whatever. And uh, and like to me, it's like, first of all, this fucking thumbs down guy should never be mentioned in the history of baseball ever again. He's it's a it's a joke. He it's what's wrong with baseball today to quote John Lester.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's no better than the nacho man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. At least the nacho man like had a positive like uh, contribution to to the game, like (laughs) by by like getting himself fucking covered with. He didn't he actually didn't even get covered with nacho cheese I think it was like his girlfriend or something but I, I digress anyway it's like first of all buddy no one's telling you to go to the games and no one's telling you to buy the shit you know like they, that's your choice like if you want to do that that's fine and, and but and if you're contributing to the to the salaries then then so be it but also it's like what do you want the team to not like spend money like they spend the money that that you spend. They use the money that you spend on tickets to to sign players. So uh, there's a bigger picture going on here. But but the whole thing is is like it, it like okay yeah you have a right to boo players uh, as a fan. But like if you went up to anybody in in life and you like booed them or like you like said critical remarks to them like face to face, what what do, what would you expect to happen? other than maybe getting punched in the face. Like, like what would you expect to happen? Like, do you expect to just that there's like this understanding that you can go up to somebody and like criticize them to their face and not expect repercussions. So it's like, like this whole thing about getting upset that, that the, the players, I mean, listen, I wouldn't wreck, I wouldn't uh, advise any players to, to, to like start shit with the, 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 the fans, but fucking get over yourself. Like who cares if the players are giving you a thumbs down? Like, the, which is the same thing I would say to the players, like who cares if if the fans are booing you? But like, it, it's just like, it, it's just this like, like I'm, I'm going along like podcast lines of like uh, supporting uh, the players over the fans, uh, even though we are part of the fans, but it's like, so, okay, man, go ahead and boo all you want. But like, you know, one day someone's going to like turn the tables on you. And like, what are you going to do then? You're going to complain to the media or like whatever, like, Fucking get over it. Like, they're they're not trying to play bad. Um, if they play good, then you should be happy that they're playing good. I don't care if they give me a thumbs down for it. And if I boo somebody and they turn around and they say like, shut up, or like, you know, like Joey Vado says, I remember, like, you know, I remember when you used to be good. Well, I remember when you used to be thin or whatever. It's like, <laughs> you know, I I would I would totally be fine with that. I I when I razed, uh Joe Buck uh, at the, at the golf outing and he came back at me, I wasn't like, Hey, you can't, you can't throw it back at me. It's like, it's just all part of the, it's, it's a contract that I step into by opening my mouth in the first place. So I think the whole thing was absurd. Um, and so I just wanted to like take the, the opposite approach to the whole thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you're the instigator of it, it's only fair, um, that, uh, that yeah, you should be able to, to take it. I, I do think that there's a certain mentality of, a the way that fans see players um, and how they think that players should never criticize fans. It's sort of like uh, the customer is always right Mm -hmm. in, you know, in in customer service uh, or what have you. I I think that fans sort of have that mentality uh, in regards to players. Like, no matter what the fans do, the players always have to be thankful for the fans because the fans are the ones that uh, ultimately pay their salaries by spending money on the team. So I think that the fans have expectations of players that, you know, even if they suck and play bad, they should still be able to take the booing because, as Don Draper said, that's what the money's for. Um, yeah. But I, I do agree with something like Joey Votto, where, or like you and Joe Buck, where if you're going <laughs> to yell something at a guy, you should be ready for him to yell, yell something back at you.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would say to to players to not worry about the booing, you know, um, but like, it, you know, it's just just get over it. Like, you know, I, at the end, of, again, they always say like at the end of the day, like winning uh, solves all these problems or whatever. So like if the Mets start winning, everyone's happy. And like even like after that happened, I feel like people kind of dropped the bias thing. I saw one fan who had a sign saying like, I was saying boo bias. Uh, <laughs> which is A Simpsons reference, yeah.
0: To, old classic Simpsons reference. Boo earns.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, um, like you know, like it, it all solves the problem. But it also the other thing that's just funny about it, which is my own personal vendetta is like I'm, I, am i I'm still like I have like a bloodlust for the Cubs to to screw over a team with a trade, just like not that the Cubs got screwed over in the in the Chapman trade, but the fact that like we lost, we gave up Glaber Torres. And the Yankees ended up getting Chapman back is like, I, it's like, man, I really would love for the Cubs to like get back Javier Baez and also have Pete Crow Armstrong to show for it. So I'm hoping that uh, I, I'm still, I still have like an open vendetta there against screwing over some team the way that we were screwed over. So it's the idea of it is funny that Baez is there is going to be there for like a month and a half or like two months and, like, you know, he starts shit with the fans. Uh, They gave up, like, a top, like, a first-round draft pick for him. And then they're going to have nothing. Because they're they're not even going to make the fucking playoffs, the Mets. So no. they're really going to have nothing to show for any of that.
0: Jeremy, uh, and it's possible that because he's been getting booed in New York, he's seen that the grass isn't always greener somewhere else. So he might be more inclined to sign back with the Cubs where he knows that the fan base likes him.
1: 100%. And I think... I think it also shows that, like, I don't know who's to blame for this, but it, like, it, it shows, like, the, the caveat of, like, just, like, kind of, like, moving players around, like, like chess pieces. It's, like, honestly, I can't think of, other than, like, half of the White Sox roster, I can't think of another player who shouldn't be playing for another team than, like, Baez with the Cubs, like, like. It's just like Baez just fits with the Cubs. It's like I feel like other team other franchises don't won't be able to like understand Baez because they haven't like kind of ridden the roller coaster with him. Like obviously he he does he, he like you know, he still can't lay off the of the outside slider. He he frustrates the hell out of you, but like he also makes like unbelievable plays. Uh, and you you kind of roll with the punches. The Mets fucking fan base doesn't understand that. Like they're just like they see the guy strike out. and They're like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Um, so like it just it it doesn't make sense. And like maybe it's a cautionary tale to like the Mets GM, although he already has his own <laughs> issues that he needs to <laughs> deal with. Um, and maybe Cubs like uh, GMs like I I kind of feel bad for Bias in this whole thing because. I don't think he wanted to be traded. I mean, maybe he should have signed, maybe he should have signed the, uh, whatever contract they gave him. And then this wouldn't have been an issue, but like, um, yeah, I mean this, this, I, I agree that it furthers, it adds fuel to the fire of him coming back to Chicago. Um, and like, it doesn't like, I don't know. I don't know if he belongs on another team because I think like, there's too many things you got to deal with, with bias. And it's like, it's like, uh, the devil, you know, right. It's like, I think Cubs fans are familiar with what you get with Javier Baez, and we've come to accept it. So, like, it just maybe makes sense for all parties involved to just have him back.
0: One time I texted, this was years ago, I texted you something about Baez, and then you just wrote back, love Baez. Just those <laughs> two words. So you may be a little biased on this, Jeremy. Well, I, I no, I
1: definitely am. And, I mean, that's, you know, that's, again, that's, uh, that's part of the, the double... Standard is, is part of, of of all of this, but, um, yeah, I'm basically saying like, you know, go like, you know, carry on bias and screw off Mets fans. It's basically what I'm saying. But, um, but I wanted to dissect it a little more academically than that. <laughs>
0: Uh, Luis Rojas is the manager for the New York Mets. So it was funny okay. that we both made multiple guesses and they were all wrong.
1: Yeah, so 100 wrong. And we
0: and I, I I know like we know every manager in baseball, but that one we couldn't be bothered to to name.
1: No, uh, and, and he still was not the most boring manager in
0: baseball. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, yeah, let's, let's let's get to the game, Jeremy. Yeah, let's do it, um, let's do it. Yeah, so we we arrived separately again. We should start arriving separately because it seems like funny things happen when we don't come to the game together. Um, Yeah, so you got there a little bit before me.
1: I did. um, And uh, the first thing that I'll say is um, I uh, I took the red line this time, which I normally don't do, I guess. Um, But... uh, the the uh, the beer guys I guess are are, are still there that we we suggested we just, we uh, you know theorized that they would be gone by the next time we went to uh, the Sox game that's not true and in fact they're they're expanding their menu <laughs> a little bit okay? <laughs> yeah um by offering uh, I now not only do they now offer like Trulies and like fucking Beer and like the the standard water and soda, but now they start they've started selling like mini bottles of like Fireball, and if you go to the right guy, other uh, spirits.
0: <laughs> and what's more, when we were going home, Jeremy, they were selling them on the L, like in in the L stop.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's 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 even that's like um, a whole that's beyond the pale, uh, like <laughs> uh, to you and uh, and Jim Gaffigan, but yeah, um, right to like the uh to have like you know like so the the whole thing about like the 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 L train in Chicago is um traditional a lot of times what happens is like people will be drinking sometimes on the train uh like on the way to Wrigley and people will there's like these stories of people like stepping off the train and a cop Standing right there, and they'll have like a, a open beer can, and they'll they'll just issue people like tickets, 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 like like uh, you know uh, citations for having an open container. It's like a big deal to like not drink. Uh, that drinking is prohibited on the trains uh, here mm-hmm. in Chicago, and. <laughs> You go down to fucking White Sox Park after a game, and there's a guy with a fucking cooler, like with ice, like, and it's like, you know, it's it's a nice chilled, frozen, like freezing cold cooler with like like spilling over with fucking fresh beers and shit (laughs) on the platform of the train, which is CTA property, which is a big no no. Um, So it it was just kind of crazy to see.
0: Yeah, um, they so I they they are selling something though, Jeremy. I uh, as I was walking into the game, like I saw three. Twenty somethings just drinking Coors, obviously that had been bought from those guys with coolers. There was also another guy, and he was there when we left the game too. He had like just these uh, bootleg shirts lined up all across like the the ledge mm. of the L the L station. And as I was walking in, there was actually a girl who was like, "Hey, like, how much for one of these shirts? Can I Venmo you?" Like, <laughs> man, I wouldn't I wouldn't buy one of those shirts, dude. They look kind of disgusting.
1: The um, you know, the 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 belief is that, you know, you put it through the the washing machine one time and it'll like disintegrate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I've actually, Jack, I've actually had good luck with bootleg shirts. I've, I've, I have a history of, of buying bootleg shirts, um, uh, dating all the way back to, um, wow, this is a memory that I hadn't really thought about, but all the way back to my senior trip, uh, to Washington DC in eighth grade in 1995, there was like a Beavis and Butthead shirt with like but they were – it was Bews and Butthead but they were like uh, Bill Clinton and like Al Gore or maybe – yeah. I, or maybe it was Bush and Quayle. I think it was like Clinton and, and Gore and like – I don't know. Something – I don't know what the joke was but I remember buying one of those shirts. Um, I definitely had a bootleg Bartman shirt which they like kind of make fun of in The Simpsons. Um, all the way to uh, t- 2016, there was, like, some random guy on the street corner downtown selling Cubs, like, World Series championship shirts, and they were clearly fucking bootleg. Um, like, the, the, so the, the, the uh, screen on it was, like, pretty crappy, but it was, like, $5, and I bought one, and, like, I still have it today. I, I just I kind of grew out of it, which is, which is the only reason why I don't wear it anymore, but it, it, it held up fine
0: enough. Well, there you go. Maybe uh yeah, th- this guy had one it was like Marilyn Monroe in a Bulls yes. jersey or something. Yeah. yeah. That was uh
1: <laughs> That is an absurd. Shirt. Who is who wants that shirt? That that doesn't make any sense. It is it's like Marilyn the classic like Marilyn Monroe picture and she has like a Bulls jersey kind of like pulled up like kind of covering like some part of her face and like who who wears that shirt? Who wants to wear that? I don't understand. I, I think that, that was the one
0: the girl wanted to Venmo the guy for. So, oh, cool. uh, there you go. Okay, she's the it, one, I guess. Yeah, maybe his his biggest seller. Um, the Venmo uh, so thing he, is really funny. It's like oh, Venmo, yeah. what The fuck? Like, he actually he did accept Venmo. He apparently. did. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, him and me. Now we're the last yes. two. We're the last two on that train. <laughs> so
1: that's right. If, if that guy got word. He's like, oh shit, Jack's taking taking Venmo now. I better up my game.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it took me forever to get into uh the park I, I i was running a little bit late um plenty of time i was there in plenty of time for the first pitch but i got there a lot later than you did um and i tried to get in through security and it was just taking a really long time to the point where it felt like it was uh you know i was at an airport or something yeah um you know last week for the cubs game they were like no you don't gotta you don't gotta take anything out of your pocket new technology man um, but yeah like apparently the you know at guaranteed rate they're still in the stone age so, um, uh, so <clears throat> I, I get closer to the actual um, metal detector, and I didn't see what was going on, but there was some big delay. And all of a sudden, this dude and his son and a German shepherd come walking back from where the metal detectors were, as if they had been turned away, um, and somebody was like, Hey man, I like your dog. And the guy was like, Oh, thanks. Thanks. And I was like, is this, is this a drug sniffing dog? Cause it was a big, fully grown German shepherd. Yeah, yeah. And the the guy who owned it looked like, uh, he would be a, a minor character in an expendables movie. So He, lo- <laughs> he looked like a, uh, like an, like an, uh, an old retired MMA fighter. Yeah. And it wasn't a drug sniffing dog. It was just a big German shepherd that this guy was trying to get into the ballpark with. Um, which breaks my brain and then we, we we ended up we ended up seeing those people like sitting in the section across from us.
1: Yeah, this is the section over we look over and out. Jack was telling me the story when we were sitting in our seats and he goes well it was funny because I was, I was typing in my notes into my phone and Jack goes like hey uh, put down a, a guy with dog at security it was like I was like what and like you know we we usually say like save it for the podcast and i looked over and i'm like well those people got a dog and like jack was like i think those are the same people and he's like that yeah. dog, it's definitely the same dog
0: yeah it was it was the i mean it was a big ass dog too yeah. like did that dog need a ticket it definitely took up enough space for like one human, it was, yeah. a, I mean, it was probably a 70 or 80 pound, fully grown German shepherd. Yeah. Um, and I, it didn't, it didn't have one of those vests that said emotional support animal. Yeah. Uh, and it was just, it was just sitting there. And I also wonder, like it, it, they obviously got turned away from one gate. So is there a separate gate where you can enter if you have a dog? Um, and why would you even bring a big, a, a, it, it wasn't bark in the park night. Uh, <laughs> It was just, and this dog was just chilling out. It was just sitting there. Yeah. But uh, yeah. There's just I, I think there's just too many questions there.
1: There, there's definitely too many questions, and the only way, you can, the best way to answer it is to just say it, it's a white Sox thing like is a white we were at a white Sox game but like yeah that would first of all that would be hilarious if they thought it was bark at the park night and they're like well what the fuck we can't bring our dog back like we live in uh glen ellen or something <laughs> and they're like uh okay i guess you could just bring the dog in um but like you know go around back and, and we'll let you in or something but like yeah that would be hilarious <laughs> It's like we came from Indiana. What the fuck? We can't take. What are we supposed to do with tie him up to the fence outside? Like, um, so that's funny. Um, I used, I can only assume maybe they had to go back to the car to get some paperwork or something. But like, it's just absurd. And then to the fact that he was sitting right next to us is, is even better. So that that's great.
0: I, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but here in the year 2021 dog culture has just gotten out of hand i I was walking (laughs) i was walking along montrose um in our neighborhood jeremy sort of by margie's ice cream Mm -hmm. and uh like there was this lady and she had her she had her back to me but i I saw that like she had a she was sitting down on like a bench um and like you know there was a dog that was like also there that i could kind of see and they were by margie's so i was like This dog was like at attention. I was like, oh, she better not be like feeding ice cream to this dog. And sure enough, like as I passed and got a clearer view, she just had an ice cream cone and like a waffle cone in her hand. And the dog was just licking from it, and and she had this she had this like blissful look on her face, like oh, like you are just the sweetest thing. And this dog was just eating this entire ice cream cone. And I thought there's there's two there's two possibilities here. Number one, um, she bought that ice cream cone just specifically to defeat it to her dog. She bought yeah. this dog a, a big ice cream cone, or she's sharing the ice cream cone with the dog, yeah, which is soft. fucking disgusting. <laughs> Either way, it's a fucking dog, man. It, you don't need to buy it an ice cream cone. Um, yeah. I, so I just, I think that people are a little too crazy about their dogs, uh, <laughs> these days. Um, and you know, we saw that at the park, I guess there was, well, there was another, another guy.
1: That, I was going to say they call him man's best friend, but, uh, Jack's not that man. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hey, you know, I like, I like dogs, but I think there's a, you know, there, there should be limits. There's um, a line. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was also though another guy right after the, the dog person, there was <laughs> another guy with, with, You know, and this isn't the first time I've seen this at a White Sox game, but they stopped him, and he—the guy was wearing cargo shorts, and he removed a switchblade from the cargo (laughs) shorts. The switchblade had set off the uh, the metal detector, and so they're like, you know, the 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 security guard was like, "Hey, man, you gotta you gotta go back," Um, you know, and so I don't know if this guy like put the switchblade back in his car and then tried to come back in, but and that's another scenario where a you consciously brought this weapon into the park, which is yeah. kind of fucked up. Or you just carry a switchblade, uh, around with you often enough that you just forgot you had it on you, which is also a little bit fucked up. Yeah. Um, that's
1: even more disturbing, I think, but like it's, and, and see, he was trying to hide it. He was trying to like, yeah. like, I mean, I guess like, I guess you, you know that if you have a switchblade, you're not going to get through if you put it in the tray. So your best bet is to try to hide it. But like, I mean, that's kind of scary. Like if you say to the guy, what is that? Is, like <laughs> fucking like, you know, pulls out a switchblade, like, the next thing that happens, I would say nine times out of ten, is that you get stabbed, <laughs> like, yeah, and not, like, you know, not, you don't even get a chance to say, like, um, I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt, and say you forgot this, and you have to put it <laughs> back in your, in your car, um, and then, yeah, I think I said, when you told me that, Jack, I was like, I did the voice of the guy, I was like,
0: oh, man, now
1: I gotta wait three hours to stab somebody.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, or, or cut some jerseys up, or something, I don't yeah. know, yeah. um, it was like the, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen airplane two, but it was like the opening mm-hmm. scene of air. This, this security scene was like, it was like the opening scene of, of airplane two, where it was just like, you got like dog, somebody trying to get a dog in like deadly <laughs> weapons. There's, you know, a guy with a nuclear football, like, like, you know, chain to his, and uh, a briefcase chain to his wrist. Yeah. It was, just, it was, it was absurd. No th- wonder the line took so long.
1: I think they do a gag in naked gun when they go to court, maybe. And like Frank Drebin is like emptying his pockets or whatever. And there's like all kinds of like stuff in there. I think. Sure.
0: Yeah. Nice. Oh, I haven't I haven't seen that in a while. But that's uh yeah. I always I always did like that first Naked and Gun movie. It's good stuff. Yep. Um, we we can get to the 100 level stuff when you kind of recap your uh your portion of getting into the game. There was one more thing before we yep. met up at our seats. Um, so I went to fan services to get a scorecard, and and right in front of me. And this was right after the national anthem, so I was like, I you know, I'm, I kind of want to get to my seat now because the game is going to be starting in like less than ten minutes. So I was, uh, I was at guest services. I was behind this family. The family had two very, it was it was a, a mom and a dad, and two very young kids, probably ages like three and then like three weeks. And so like the mom was trying to get noise canceling headphones for the kids, which they apparently did have there. So the oh, three year old, they Jesus. put them on on him and you know no these are big headphones and so then then she also wanted one for her like three week old so they they give they give her this enormous Uh. set of headphones and you know how like really young babies are where it's like their heads are like they just they look squishy and so like the mom tried to like put this enormous set of headphones on Uh. this on this like infant and then eventually like they just didn't fit And so they, they, you know, they just gave up. But of course, like I was behind them the whole time. And like, I, I, I was like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Like I said it, uh, I think I actually said it out loud. Like I, I turned my head away and and said it, but I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, man. Like, just let me, I I see the scorecards right there. Just let me reach and take one. And then I will be gone and you can continue on with your, your headphone nonsense for this three week old. Uh, yeah, so that was ridiculous, but also kind of dangerous to put like these big headphones on a, you know, a child. It's probably going to like cave his frigging head in.
1: Right. Like, yeah, it squeezes its eyeballs out or something. (laughs) Um, that's, oh, that's beyond frustrating. I was going to talk about a frustrating thing for me, which is, I mean, just, I think in life, but definitely at a baseball game is, is just trying to navigate through a busy concourse and just being stuck behind like slow moving people. It's, it's so, it's so like, uh, it's such a helpless feeling not being able to like do it and like, it's, it's, it's horrible. Um, that happened to me when I went to go get some food. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so again, split screen, you know, of, of our two situations, I was actually already in my seats at this point. I got there before Jack. So, um, just a a couple things about like, um, my entry, uh, which was, uh, uh, also fraught with, with many issues. Um, first of all, we paid $5 for these tickets, which is awesome. Um, so, uh, it, it just fucking feels good to pay $5 for a ticket and just a flat, the ticket, the the website I use to get White Sox tickets, there's no fees. So it says $5 you pay, you, you buy two tickets, you're, you're getting charged $10, which is fucking amazing. It just feels so good.
0: Yeah. Hey, Jeremy, early in the year, you couldn't get White Sox tickets for less than 20 bucks. And now it's September and they're running away with the division. They're the best team in the American league. And, you know, prices couldn't possibly be lower.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, I suppose, yeah, I think we did get, you know, we, 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 we have gotten $4 tickets. But, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I guess that's... Uh, Not um, technically true. Right, yeah. I guess it's, uh, you know, is that 100 or is that 25%, 20% more than what we normally would, like, we could have paid? But anyway, um, so that, anyway, that was awesome to get $5 tickets. Uh, of course, those are, like, for 500 level seats. And, um, you know, you're, like, Jesus, man. I mean the with the cubs um you can it's all connected with, with most stadiums it's all connected i did notice at dodger stadium there's like separate entrances for different uh sections uh, at least when i went um probably like 10 like 13 years ago at this point but um so like if you have tickets for 500 you don't even you don't even have the option of sneaking into the 100 level. It's just like you just go in a separate entrance and they're not connected even. But um, so at, at what they've been doing at White Sox games is they've been like there's like a barricade and there's two uh, attendants at each end of the barricade checking your ticket to make sure you have a 100 level ticket before they even let you up there or down there. And then if not, then they send you up to the upper deck. Um if you recall, I think the last game we were at, we we snuck. But I was like, I I crossed, I entered behind another guy who was showing his ticket, and she just, I kind of like nodded at the woman, and I think she just, she either a didn't care or b assumed we were all together and we got in. That's how we got another 100 level last time. This time I was by myself, and they were really checking people, and I was like. I'm like, I could try to sneak into a group, uh, but, and I saw a group ahead of me who like had four guys and she only looked at one guy's ticket, but I didn't, I wasn't going to like try to blatantly sneak in. So I, it, I got stuck and I had to go in by myself. Um, uh-huh. so I was like, I go in, I show her my ticket that says section 509 or something. And I, I, I show it to her as I'm walking and I never stop. I just kind of keep walking. Yeah. But I slowed down as she was looking at my ticket and she was kind of squinting and like her head was, you know, going from right to left, uh, yeah. following me as I went left to right. And, and she was not saying anything and it was like, okay, can I, can let me go? And she's like, she's like, no, 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 I'm sorry. Like you got 500 level. Like, you, you know, that's upstairs. She's oh, like, that sucks. She's like, you gotta go back. I'm like, huh? And I, I was like, what? Really? I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And uh, and so then, like, I turn around and I have to go back. And as I'm going back, I hear some motherfucker, fucking scumbag. He goes like, "Nice try, buddy." And like, uh. but he but he said it to the woman too. He's like, "Yeah, nice try, buddy." And I was like, "Fuck you, motherfucker!" And, and if anything, this <laughs> this um this like uh, um inspired what I did next. Um, so <laughs> I I I kind of went back. I walked I walked over to buy like the the ramp where you would go. Um, up to the 500 level, which is where I should have gone. And then I saw another entrance to the 100 level and I, I was like, okay, uh, I'll try there. Um, but let me just do something really quick. So I, 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 you know, all tickets now are like a screenshot basically. They're, they're in an e-ticket through the ballpark app, uh, MLB ballpark app. So I took a screenshot of my ticket. Okay. On my phone. Um, I went into this, like, uh, this Photoshop esque app that I have. It's called like you doodle. Um, and you can like draw on pictures and, you know, draw shit. And like, you can take like a photo and like draw on top of it. So I, I took a photo, uh, of the, the screenshot. I brought it into this, uh, um, uh, app. I took like a little black, I I picked like the the black marker, covered over the section 509 in black. Then I, you can type in there. I typed, I didn't even try to match the font of, of the ticket. I just wrote section 109. And I just put it over that black spot Um, and it, hey, it looked fine enough. Uh, And then I walked over to that second uh, 100 level section, showed the woman my thing. She looked at it and she, she honestly didn't even look at it. She just scanned my, she scanned the barcode and she's like, all right, enjoy. And I, and I was in. So I, I, I like, and this was all in the span of like two minutes. Like I doctored up this ticket. Like I was, I just stood over to the side, like kind of out of view of them. It was weird. There's this weird nomad land where no one could really see me. And uh, I just did it really quick and then got right in. So. Uh, so for, for fucking nice try, buddy, like fuck off. I fucking, yeah, it was a nice try. Cause I fucking got in, um,
0: so. <laughs> Jeremy, I feel like if that guy hadn't said that to you, it wouldn't have sparked <laughs> you to make this ticket, which wasn't, it was an ingenious plan. Like you totally thwarted, uh, the, the plan that the white Sox had to try to keep people out. I mean, if more people knew that plan, everybody would be doing it.
1: Yeah. Um, right. And then there would be, there would be. I mean, the thing is, if there's nineteen thousand people in the stadium, they could all fit in the lower bowl. But <laughs> if it was anywhere near a sellout, there would be forty thousand people in the lower bowl and no one in the upper decks. So that yeah, that would be bad. But but I, yeah.
0: So you you did the same for my ticket too, and and you um well, you know you forwarded the picture.
1: Well, to Jack, me. it wasn't even I. It wasn't even your ticket. So I used the same. I used. I just gave you the same picture that I made. Um, so this is where this is now where the next part of the thing comes into play. Um, which is, um, I, so I got through and then I'm like, ah, shit, now Jack's going to get like screwed if he tries to get in, uh, unless he sneaks in with somebody. So I just, I sent him the picture. I, 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 I don't know if Jack, if you were getting these messages as I was sending them, but like, it was one of those things where I sent like six messages in a row and I'm sure like you saw them and it was like, like, you know, they were all popping up. It's like, ah, shit, what the fuck is all this? Um, But, uh, but basically I, I made my own, I, I, I made the one and I, I sent it to Jack. I'm like, here, like I'm, I was like, I had trouble getting into the 100 level, take this and show this to the people, um, not at the front gate, but when you try to get to the 100 level. Um, but after I sent that, I was like, well, shit, they scanned my ticket. So if they try to scan his ticket, it's going to show like it was already scanned. Uh, so then I was trying to figure out like, what do I do? Do I make another one? But because I forwarded you the ticket, I didn't have access to it anymore, so I couldn't take your actual ticket. So right. I, was, I was just like, well, Jack's going to figure it out some way. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, and, and, I, I, and, Jeremy, yeah. I, and I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you may, you may have been wondering, like, Jack, how did you, how did you get through there? Um, and to <laughs> quote, uh, to reference John Lovitz from SNL, acting! Um, so I, uh, I I went up to because I was like shit I don't know if they're going to try to scan my ticket or not so I'm going to I went up to her and I, I showed her the ticket which said section 109 and I was like uh, yeah it says I have uh, section 109 here so do, uh, do I go like this way or she's like yep yep you go right this way I was like I was like okay okay um so yeah I just I asked her like a very specific question uh, you know I almost did like a kind of Robert Downey Jr. thing like oh uh, yeah excuse me do I have section 109 here okay thank you um, um yeah, awesome. it was good. It was good stuff. So that that I got in uh, real quick. So that was that was good, Jeremy. Let's do that for every Sox game now. Shit,
1: that's awesome, man. Yeah. I this is we don't have time to get into this Jack, but there was a time where you could hack Cubs tickets and um we've never talked about this in, on the podcast and I'm not even sure if I ever talked about it with you, but No. You could so when when you would get like a a PDF of your ticket. So in between paper tickets or like and the ballpark app you would get like a pdf of your ticket and you could actually go into the the html code of the pdf and find the part where it said your section and just type in whatever the fuck you wanted um <laughs> so i actually um a friend of ours not friend of the podcast ben zisk uh different ben uh, me and him once we sat like 10th row behind home plate once because I hacked these tickets. <laughs>
0: Did you just have to take a gamble that nobody was sitting in the seats you you chose for the number?
1: Yes. Uh, what you do, Jack, is you go on StubHub, right? And, and you look to see someone who's selling tickets for like six hundred dollars or something, yeah. Some, something where no one's going to buy it, and like it's like you know an hour before the game starts, and you're like, well, I'm going to go ahead and guess that these won't be used. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I'll sit in those seats. Like you still have to buy a ticket. So I would buy like a fucking $7 ticket. And then I would hack the code to say like, you know, club box row 10 or something. And we would sit there and yeah, like that happened once for me and uh, Ben and we sat like, yeah, like 10th row behind home play. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. But, um, so that's a whole, whole thing. But, uh, but yeah, this is even way more dumb than that. Cause it's just Photoshop. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just worked. So, like, that's great. I was worried about the, the scanning thing, but then I'm like, they scanned my ticket twice. So, like, if they scan it again for Jack, I, who the hell is going to notice or care? So, like, I'm I'm glad it all worked out. We were in 100 <laughs> level. It's all good. So that was good. Uh, but this is still now to, to go back before Jack was even there. I ended up, like, going to get some uh, – I ended up uh, getting a Cuban sandwich because uh, I do love the Cuban. I think – I'm sure we've talked about it at the podcast. But I, I love the Cuban sandwich from from, uh, from the White Sox park. Um, and, uh, I was like dodging people to try to get it. At at one point I went to like the wrong, I I figured they'd have one on each side of the stadium and I went all the way to the right field and I didn't see one. So I had to go all the way to left field. And during that time I was just like trying to dodge people. And it was so frustrating. Um, I ended up getting the sandwich, getting back to my seat and, um, in an act of defiance to the White Sox, like shutting everything down during the, the national anthem. Um, not only was I eating um during the national anthem but i was eating a cuban sandwich so <laughs> so that was uh that was my form of uh, protest uh you know I, I was i was i wasn't in, i wasn't kneeling wasn't taking a knee but i was eating a cuban sandwich during the the uh united states national anthem so that was my way of uh protesting that um jack at one point while i was uh walking through the concourse dodging people i did see someone with a t-shirt i don't know if you've ever seen one of these t-shirts jack but uh, a guy was wearing a T-shirt, and it says, "I still call it Comiskey." Um,
0: I've never seen one of those, but I, I believe that they they exist.
1: Yeah, right. You could you don't have to stretch your mind too far to to imagine that a White Sox fan would wear a shirt <laughs> that said that. Um, my whole thing about it, seeing that, is like. Uh, I'm afraid of what else he still calls it. Like what other things he still calls by their old name. (laughs) Um, I I don't want to know the answer to that, but I I would, I would group it all into the same category and it would definitely be cancelable material. Um, So I don't, I don't want to know the answer to that. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's you know the, def- the very White Sox shirt there, um, and and honestly, I-, I will say though of all uh, in that all being said, I've gotten to the point where I would rather just call it Comiskey or White Sox Park, just because fucking Guaranteed Rate Field is just a fucking mouthful and like it doesn't roll off my tongue right away to say like G Rate or some people call it the G Spot and <laughs> it's like fuck like Jesus. I don't even I don't even want to like make that joke. It's just like Sox Park or like Comiskey, like it's just so much easier. So, um, you know, even though I said that about that guy, it's still, I, I, I'm getting to the point now where I don't even want to fucking strain my brain to think of like the right thing to call it. So at at
0: least, uh, at least us cellular, you could call it the cell.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, yeah, G rate, whatever, even that's, even that is just a, a hassle to say. So whatever. Um, but, uh, so, um you know i was taking my my act of defiance there by eating uh during the national anthem i will say that uh, mother nature had its like uh had to get get its shot in on me though because i was i was standing there eating my sandwich and you know it was there's a lot of commotion going on i was trying to look out for you make sure that you got in uh, i was kind of hot from dodging all these people the anthem's going on and eating my food um and this fucking, do you know those little fucking green bugs, Jack? Like those little, like they're the size of, like a pinhead. Like they're just like really fucking small, but big uh, enough to I, to see, you know, uh, like if they land on you or whatever. Okay, yeah. Like one of them fucking flew and landed on my glasses, like <laughs> right on my fucking glasses. And like I didn't want to swipe it off because I didn't want to. I probably because they're 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 small enough to where if you just swat it, you're gonna smush it, you know. And not only would I have smushed it on my glasses, but on my hand also. And like my hands were full and I I was eating my sandwich. I didn't want to get bug guts on my hand while I was eating my food. So I I had to take my glasses off and then I smashed the bug between like my pant leg and my glasses. So it did get smashed on my glasses, which was gross. Um, And then I eventually did have to take like my put my food on the ground, get a napkin clean off the bug off of my fucking glasses. It was a fucking nuisance. And uh, I don't know if that was like, yeah, if that was mother nature's way of getting back at me for, for my little uh, act of defiance, but it was, it was certainly annoying. Um, uh, so, so that was something that happened
0: uh, during all that. That, that sucks, Jeremy. I, that's what I hate about August, man. There's too many spiders in Chicago.
1: Yeah. Fucking sp- I, my legs are fucking bit to hell from mosquitoes. Like, I think I got some mosquitoes at the so- bites at the Sox game even like I feel like every time I come I go out and come home I have new mosquito bites on my legs it's fucking annoying um but uh, but yeah so so anyway, so um, so yeah, it's uh, so I'm I'm uh, you know kicking back uh, and uh, watching the rest of the game. There was a first pitch that got thrown out by a guy named Jeremy Perry, which was I don't even know who he was. Like I, I don't even he was probably like a corporate sponsor or something.
0: Um, but that's uh, not a very it's not a very good name.
1: No, it's you know uh,
0: just phonetically. If you're talking about guaranteed rate field, like Jeremy Perry is also a pain in the ass to say.
1: Yeah, it's 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 too they sound too similar yet too different. And so I, I didn't really appreciate that as a Jeremy. At least I have some differentiating syllables in my last name. But um so so that was um that was a, a little observation there. I think about this time Jack finally rolled up and we were like we were, you know, we were he was in the seats and we found each other. Um uh he got in 100 level nice and easy. Um Carlos Rodan was starting uh, the game. And uh, he came out, uh, and uh, I know we talked about this last time he pitched, but he comes out to "Rooster" by uh, Alison Chains. Um, so mm-hmm. he's still keeping that going. So we we heard the uh, the fucking uh, angsty, uh, drony sounds of "Rooster" by Alison Chains while Carlos Rodon uh, strolled out from the uh, the bullpen, um, and the game was uh, the game was underway.
0: Um. So I went up to get a Polish sausage. It must have been the top of the third or the fourth. I think it was maybe mm-hmm. the top of the fourth inning because I missed Kevin Newman's uh, at bat while mm-hmm. I was getting that dog. Um, and w- another thing I missed was somebody dropped a pizza from the upper <laughs> deck, like the second deck, right onto like like five rows in front of us to these people.
1: Yes. So um, I was uh, we were we were remarking about Hoy Park, uh, third baseman for the for the Pirates that night. And uh, I was like, oh, well, you know, I wanted to hear his story because I feel like, you know, most um, Asian players like come over with some sort of fanfare because uh, they have to be posted and all these different things or whatever. Or like it's finally their time to, to come over. And so I was like, well, what's Hoy Park's story? But I didn't want to look it up during the game. So I, I was like, I'll wait till a uh, half inning to look it up. And of course, I'm you know, I have my face buried in my phone reading this thing. And I like kind of hear like a commotion. I look up. And this guy's holding like a whole pizza box, a whole beggars pizza box. So beggars is the pizza they sell at Sox games. He's holding the whole box and he like opens it up and there's a whole pizza inside. And he's like, hey, hey. And everyone's like cheering. And I'm like, why the hell are they cheering just because this guy got a pizza? I mean, it it is weird that he has a whole pizza because like you buy pizza by the slice there and he has a whole pizza. So that is kind of weird. But there was like something else going on around it. And I think there was a family behind us and the guy said something like, Um, Hey, uh, look at that. Or like, I I don't know. I don't know exactly. No, remember what happened, but it occurred to me that like this pizza had dropped from above. It had fallen from (laughs) above to them. And I actually, I never, I never turn around and ask somebody something or like strike up conversation like, like most people do, especially at White Sox games. But I turned around (laughs) and I'm like, I'm like, did that pizza fall from the upper deck? and he's like it actually it did actually it did that's what the guy said <laughs> and i'm like i'm like what the heck and like that was it and so these people were sitting in like so we were in row like 36 of the lower level they were in probably row 25 maybe or something or 22 or something and they were like kind of right below like there's like a middle deck in in Sox park there's like the big upper deck then there's like this like loge area and then like the lower deck so someone in that like loge area knew the people they they knew each other because i saw them talking to each other at one point um from like different levels these people threw a whole pizza down to the people below them, which is crazy. It's fucking crazy. It's like you you would get kicked out. of If someone saw that, they would kick you out of the game. Like if you yeah. were, if you threw like a fucking penny down, you would fucking con- conk someone in the top of the head. You can't be doing shit like that. And like they threw a whole fucking pizza box down with a whole pizza inside. It was crazy. <laughs> it was, it was a kind of, the, it's one of the craziest things that's ever happened at a baseball game. And I was like looking at my goddamn phone. Jack was out getting food and like we both didn't see it. And it was, it was super annoying. <laughs> Um, and that's it. I mean, they ate the then they ate the pizza, and that was it. No one said anything. No one saw it. No one did anything. Uh, The only guy who saw it was a fucking guy behind us,
0: and who didn't even seem that amazed by it. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, like,
0: yeah. Actually, it, actually, it did.
1: Yeah. It's like yeah. It would be like, oh, did um, you know, did the Sox turn a double play? He's like, actually, they did. Like that's like you, you know, that would that would he would say it like that, but it's like, yeah, I it was dumbfounded. It was just dumbfounded. But again, if you want me to explain it. I would, it would be the only, the simplest way I could do it was to be say that I was at a White Sox game.
0: (laughs) Um, so I think in front of us and to our left was, uh, who who we should probably call the fan of the game. Um, so it was this, uh, it was this guy and his kid and he was with a a woman who, so he's, the vibe I got was that he was a single dad. Um, Mm -hmm. his kid was probably 10 years old, give or take a year um and then he was with this woman who is probably he'd probably been dating um and the woman seemed to kind of know his kid a little bit so maybe they had been seeing each other for a little while but they got in an argument so the woman went out to get (laughs) food for the guy and she she came back with nachos she came back with regular nachos just the the carton and then like the chips and the cheese and maybe a couple jalapeno peppers and the guy I have determined that this must have been what the argument was about because I did catch bits and piece of it, pieces of it. The guy was like, "No, no, I wanted the one with like, uh, you know, uh, like all the different stuff on it." And uh, she was like, "Well, I'll, I'll go back and get that kind." Then he's like, "No, no, 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 it's fine. Just like we'll have this." She's like, "No, no, really? Like I'll go back and get it." And they just kept going back and forth about this for way too long.
1: It, it seemed like a sketch. It seemed like a like a you know like a live sketch comedy scene.
0: It, it did it, it's like in uh it, it's like that scene the burger scene from I think you should leave when that old, when the old professor's like hey they di- like hey Dylan give me that like the burger and then and then he goes I'm kidding I'm kidding but then he's not um and that's what this seemed like where the guy was like he was getting really like almost irritated and like yelling but you could tell he didn't care that much so anyway the lady eventually leaves presumably to go and get whatever it was that like the right like, thing of nachos, and so this guy just starts eating it, and two minutes later, so, like, this, this, the, the fight, if you want to call it that, breaks up, the lady leaves, you know, we kind of look away and start paying attention to the game. Two minutes later, like, something happens where the fans are all standing up, and this guy's got the nachos in his hand, and he has crushed these nachos, so whatever, <laughs> isu- whatever issue he had with it, um, it didn't matter, because he ate all of the nachos in a span of, like, two minutes, and I, I saw him give, like, hand them to the, like, Gesture to the kid, and like um the kid like took one chip and like ate it, but then the guy took it right back and just started shoveling more nachos into his mouth, like yeah. you know he al- he allowed that kid like to have one, and then he like just st- started eating more of them. then the lady came back and she I don't think she came back with anything, but then the guy eventually left and he came back with. Uh, it looked like a big like thing of the nachos he actually wanted. That must have been what it was that he came back with. It looked like it could have been a foot long dog, but I think it was just those nachos with all the works. So he ate the wrong nachos and then he got like the ones that he actually wanted.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 another somewhat perplexing thing. The the the, the details I suppose aren't as, as important as just like. The, the the visual of the whole thing. Cause so, so from my angle, like I, I kind of caught this a couple of minutes before Jack or like a couple of moments before Jack did. Um, they were going back and like the woman came back with the tray of nachos and like the guy like looked like, like in disbelief. He's like, huh? What? What? And like, and she's like, no, come on, just give it to me. Just, just, just give it to me or whatever. And he's like, no, he's like, what? Come on, what? And, and, and like she's like she keeps gesturing for the like to for him for him to hand her something, and he pulls out his wallet like reluctantly. He opens it up and he's like, "Oh, come what? Like, come on, really?" And like he pulls out his debit card and he hands it to the woman, and then the woman just turns, she does it like an about face and starts walking away. And he's like, "Hey, no, wait, 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 come back, come back." He's like, "What are you doing? Like, why? Why are you doing? Like, what? What? Why?" <laughs> and like she's like, "What?" She and she's kind of like smiling and she's like. No, well, I'm just gonna go. I'm going, and he's like, no, 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 and and she's like, no, no, I'm go- I'm going, and he's like, no, come on, no, and he's like, he's like, bring it back, bring it back, and she's like, what, well, why, I'm I'm going, like, and, and he's like, he's like, no, and he's like, and they like they go, they have this like, this like argument and like i thought it was serious like i thought he was like like no you're not spending my money he was he was reluctant to give her the card because he didn't want her to, to buy to spend more money on his card i know that for sure um and the woman was like no just i it's too late i already have it like i'm, I'm going and like and and then he like couldn't like and she kept get, she, she would like get further down the, the row and then come back and he'd call her back and then like she would get like she got like three seats down and then he called her back. Then she got all the way to the end of the row and he called her back. And then she like got into the aisle and started going up and he called her back and then she, she would come back each time and like eventually he was, he, he like was, was resigned uh, to like hers using his card to buy whatever. And she like walked away and like, and then he's like, Hey, wait, wait, hold on. He's like, I'm going to need that shit. I think is what he said. <laughs> I'm going to need that shit back. And she handed him the nachos <laughs> And cause she still had the nachos in his hand. So like I, if that is the case of what it was, Jack, he's like, well, even if you're, he was basically saying like, well, even if you're going to get new more, give me those. Cause I, I'm going to need them to eat them. And like, and then he did crush them in like two minutes. Like that, that part is, is irrefutable. Uh, and, and, and like, as, as soon as she walked away and he, she had his card, he just threw his hands in the air. Like, uh like, <laughs> and just was shaking his head. Like, I can't believe what just happened here. And he was just like shaking his head and like looking around and shaking his head. And like, just, he was beside himself. Like, and the woman was just like, whatever. And like, I, he, he said something like he said, I remember him saying something like I did. The, like one clear thing. I heard him say was like, why are you mad at me? And she's like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at you, but I'm just going to go. Like, and, like it was like, it was just like a back and forth. It was so, it was so, so like the, the, um, theatrical and, and weird um. And then like later on like everything was cool. I don't know if those were nachos or like a foot long, but like certainly like okay, so whatever, before the woman the woman was gone then at some point. And then like they did a t-shirt toss. Um they were giving away um they were playing music and like giving away t-shirts and the guy was up on his feet dancing like crazy and like being like, "Hey, t-shirt, I want a t-shirt." So like he he got whatever happened, he definitely got over pretty quick. Um, uh, so it was, it was just funny to look at. Um, and, and yeah, like later on they had food, they were sitting next to each other. Like he was, the guy was like a man child a little bit. Cause at, at later at, at one point he was kind of like, he was like nuzzling up like under the woman's arm. <laughs> like it was weird. Um, yeah. she kind of like hit his, she kind of had her arm around him and he was kind of like nuzzling into her, like, you know, a nook under, under her arm. It was, it was odd.
0: Uh, and Jeremy this guy had all sorts of dances that he was doing throughout the game yeah. when Liam Hendricks came in and struck out the first battery face he started doing this dance with like finger guns, where he would like put the guns like out, and then he would put them back in his in his in the holsters. In the
1: holsters, yeah,
0: yeah. It was it was pretty good. the The beginning of that argument, the way you described it, I would say is that's that's very accurate. Where it was just it, it was just him saying no a lot in a lot yeah. of different ways, and her yeah. saying I'm going. It was almost like uh you know like an acting exercise where you yeah. have to do a whole scene, but you can only use one word, but you have to still be like emotional, like to teach you that the scene is not about the words whatever and so yeah, he's like yeah. no no and hers was like i'm leaving and it was just like variations on that for like three minutes yeah yeah yeah
1: it was it was definitely like yeah like a level one acting acting exercise or something. yeah so weird uh jack one observation about that whole thing that i that i uh saw that i'm not sure if you did and i didn't tell you at the time but jack the woman was wearing a jose abreu jersey i uh, yes, if- i yeah and I don't know if you noticed know this, this little detail about it, though, but it was autographed by Jose Abreu. Oh,
0: was it really? I didn't on see of, that.
1: Yeah, on one of the numbers in, like, you know, a nice, like, um, uh, you know, uh, sharp, like, silver Sharpie or something. But she was wearing it and, like, sitting... On the seat with it, so like the, the the ink was like rubbing against the seat and everything. It's like they got a Jose autographed Jose Abreu shirt, and she was just wearing it like a regular shirt.
0: And it was yeah, I like, mean, oh so, man, you know some people get their jerseys autographed and they they swear to God that they're never gonna wash that bitch. You know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Exactly. yeah, right. That fucking guy we had a bootleg Cubs jersey, blue. Jersey signed in blue marker by Michael Hermosillo and he's he's fucking retiring that shit. This woman is walking around with a Jose Abreu, reigning AL MVP, with his fucking ink on the on the thing. She's wearing it around like it's a fucking you know uh, rag. Uh, <laughs> it, it, you know, I can see why this guy was so upset if they're if she's wearing like that. That jersey's got to be worth like. 100, like $150, $200. And she's just wearing it. And this guy's like, oh man, come on, the fucking, my, the nachos. Like, like, <laughs> so, what a, what a com- what a comedic, uh, just display it was. Like the, the guy, as much as the guy was like, beside himself about that nachos thing, he was just dancing like, every time there was a song playing, which is just oh, really yeah. funny to see. He had just so many, mo- yeah, we were saying, we were remarking, we wish this was a video podcast so we could demonstrate all the dance moves but the the guns one was awesome he would go like he would like shoot left gun shoot right gun then holster the left holster the right and like he kept and like he did it once and i jack didn't see it the first time and i was like yeah and i kept having a nudge jack every time like a song would play because this guy was always doing something i I finally said to jack i'm like jack we got to keep eyes on this guy because he's going to keep paying off the rest of the game and he missed the first finger guns and i'm like well fuck man jack missed that that was one of the best things i'm like when you do that move, it's not like you're gonna keep doing it. And then that was the whole dance was the fucking gun <laughs> thing. So he did it like fucking four or five more times. So Jeff oh, definitely yeah. saw it.
0: And there was there was like hip shaking involved too. He yeah. was uh, yeah he was he was real into it.
1: Yeah yeah good funny stuff for sure. Um, so um yeah uh, I guess um the next people behind us I guess um. Yeah, we, I guess we can talk about them, Jack. Yeah. Um, hold on, I'm just adjusting my notes here real quick. But um, yeah, so uh, we can talk about the, the, the... There was a family behind us. Um, for a while there, we kind of got like sandwiched in. There was like the, this family of four uh, sat behind us, like a husband and wife, uh, a, a boy, maybe like...
0: Twelve. 13? Like twelve. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe like twelve, probably, yeah.
1: Like the daughter was maybe like seven, would you say? Something uh like yeah, that? I
0: didn't I didn't really see she sounded like she was probably seven or eight. She was definitely younger than the than the boy, probably by seemed like probably about four years or so. Um yeah. He was definitely the older brother. So that was my guess was like twelve and eight, probably.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um they didn't really like they were pretty well behaved. There was nothing yeah. there wasn't like too much to like like, oh, we're gonna talk about this on the pod. Like they were just like kind of like they seemed like a f- pretty like healthy family, um, like no like yeah no um, like yelling at the kid or like like any sort of like underlying domestic <laughs> situation. Yeah yeah like- no,
0: no no dad going keep drinking it keep drinking it. <laughs> 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 These are actually things we've seen at games, oh, folks. Oh fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. None of that. None of that. Um, no, uh, the one thing like, and then, so, and the other thing was like, we couldn't even say anything about him because they were right behind us. We Jack and I couldn't even like, kind of like talk like fucking like, like garbage, like, like trash bags because they would have heard everything. So, um, so they eventually left in the ninth inning, which, uh, we could talk about, but, um, uh, we, yeah. yeah, we, we can, we, we were trying then try, we were able to then kind of like recap on, on them. But, uh, really there was, there wasn't anything too much. One thing is like at, at in the fourth inning, the, the game was kind of, the kind game was kind of going by pretty quick. And they said like, Oh, this game's going by real quick. Uh, you know, um, it's doing by the, 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 the woman even said like, there's kind of like a Mark Burley thing going on here. So she like kind of knew what she was talking about, which was cool. Um, but then, of course, they. Whenever that happens, um, that's that's a surefire way to jinx the game. Like, if the game's going by too quick and you you wish it would slow down, just say, "Oh, this game's gonna be over like at this pace, like in an hour," and then it'll, you know, there'll be like a, there'll be a forty minute inning. So, um, which is what happened. Yeah, was it the f- fourth or the fifth? Maybe. Um, probably the fourth. Yeah, I
0: think it was the uh, it was the fifth. That inning took forever. Yeah. The fourth, the fourth took really long too. So what slowed this game down was the bottom half of the fourth and the fifth inning, which is yeah. when the Cubs scored five of their six runs. Yeah, Sox. Um, yeah. or the Sox rather, the Cubs. Yeah, uh, so that that was just kind of interminable. But yeah, anyway, it ended up being your typical three hour game, even though after about four innings, it was trending to be you know maybe two hours and two and a half hours. So it would have been nice for the purposes of you know uh, getting home earlier for that game to be shorter because we had to take the train. But and, uh, yeah,
1: and th- speaking speaking of getting home earlier, they were. Um, I did hear the dad teeing them up for having to leave early. Like he was saying, he, I don't know what he was saying, but he was like, well, you know, we're, we're going to have to leave. And uh, the only really re- reason is because daddy's got to get to sleep. And <laughs> <laughs> it like, he was like letting his kids down gently that they were going to have to leave before the game was over. And they did just that. They left in the, uh, the top of the eighth inning when um, Liam Hendricks came on to, to try to get a five out save, uh, which he did do. Um, but yeah, so that was um, that was a thing, but uh yeah, yeah. but there was some yeah. things before that too.
0: Yeah, this must have been the uh, about the 7th inning or so, but all of a sudden the boy says he goes uh, "Geez, dad, thanks so much for taking us to this game and all the food and everything. We're having like just such a great time tonight. This is so much fun. Thank you." And and the dad was like well, yeah, sure, buddy. Like you know that's that's exactly like why we took you like it's like and i have I have nothing to like make fun of there no, like no. it's like the kid is the kid is like just thanking his dad profusely for taking like him and his family to this game, and it's yeah. like it it's like man what what a hit of like oxytocin it must have been for this dad to just be like. <laughs> You know wow this is exactly what i was going for here um yeah yeah like it's like god damn it i there's nothing i can make fun fun of for that and then like five seconds later the kid was like hey dad does mvr mean mound visits remaining and then it's like got like i got nothing man i got nothing to make fun of here
1: no no it was probably the most wholesome moment we've ever experienced at um at a white sock or at a game for this podcast yeah
0: yeah I I would say it's like that that's neck and neck with those two guys behind us singing the seventh inning stretch like you know um, in a in a fucking high tenor Uh, but this was this was the most wholesome moment that wasn't also weird
1: yeah yeah, right 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 yeah for sure Um, yeah the kid it was it was almost like again it was almost like a comedy sketch like the it was the the kid it was almost like the kid had the thank you written out it was like it was like an Oscar acceptance speech or something it was like (laughs) Dad, I would like to thank you for the the delicious food. It, it was it was like saying like grace before Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I'd like to thank you for taking us to the ball game, for the delicious food, and just for being an all around great dad. Like, thank you. <laughs> was like, Jesus, man. All right. Um. So. Uh. So yeah, that would just nothing. Yeah, again, nothing. Yeah, right. Nothing to say about that. But. Uh, um. But yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Then they they took off. Um. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Um uh we should, let's run down some of the the, the in-game uh, yeah. stuff there was, was some uh, pretty good stuff yeah there was uh, first thing was uh, I don't know what inning it was but um, uh, what's the, Alyssa right her name is Alyssa like yeah what no Chris tonight so Alyssa was hosting and um. Uh, they did a white sox trivia sort of thing whatever and it was again like kind of pittsburgh based because they were playing Pittsburgh and the question was they had some guy there like an older guy probably in his like late 50s early 60s or something some just some some south guy south side guy um and uh and he was he, you could tell he was kind of squirrely like I think he had a friend like just off camera and they were like making they were like they're like making faces at each other. The guy was like trying to make him laugh. And he's like, he was like, Oh yeah, man. what? Hey, come on, come on. I'm trying to do this, whatever. And like, and it seemed to me like Alyssa was already annoyed with this guy. But the question was, and this is a hard question. It was like, um, in what year was the smiley face emoticon invented by so-and-so and so um, a professor at Carnegie Mellon University or whatever in Pittsburgh and it was like 1982 1985 1989 or something and the guy the guy the guy leans into the microphone and he's like Oh well, the Bears won the Super Bowl in 1985, uh, but and then <laughs> Alyssa just like grabs the mic away from him. And she's like, "All right, 1985. Let's see." And the guy, like, you could see the guy, his head still fucking like going side to side, and his mouth still moving. Like, he was still going on. And I think he was going to say like, "Well, you know, they won in 85," but uh, I think, but but I think the thing was invented in 1982. I think he kind of kept going on, and she was just like, "Whatever, you said 1985, idiot." And she's like they threw it up and they're like nope it was 1982 and uh the guy was still talking the whole time while they were revealing the, the question and then then he was like oh and he was like shaking his head no 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 and stuff and it was just like it was just a a, a a train wreck
0: um and then he they asked him another question he ended up getting that question right he
1: he did he did um and then they're like well you just want a white Sox prize pack which is then begs the question i've seen this before it's like what is the criteria for winning? Do you just have to get one question? Right. And then, but then if you get the question, right, they still ask you the second question. It's like, it's like they give you, I don't know like what they, like how they do it, but like the guy got, he got one wrong and one right. And he still won. So I don't know what the criteria there is, but, but yeah, so he did win. And, um, uh, that was just funny though. He's definitely trying to be like a wise guy. And she was just like, okay, let's see 1985. Um, so, so there's that. um, the other thing they did, um, they did like the hero of the game. I think it's called like where they they um, you know show the 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 army veteran or the military the armed forces veteran, whatever. Um, but they were showing like a kid, and this was like in the bottom of the third inning or something, right? It was like yeah, in the, definitely in the middle of the game, um, and uh, they showed a kid, and they're like, we're uh, this is we're honoring so and so, you know, Sergeant so and so. Uh, who's currently serving in a wherever like overseas or whatever. Um, and they, this is like his son here is, is representing him tonight. And they are like listing off all this guy's um, accomplishments or whatever. And like, you see like um, like the grandmother and the mom and like a little girl, like his little sister or whatever. And they're just waving at the camera. And I'm like, I'm like, I said to Jack, I'm like, okay, like, now they're showing like the kids of the the troops, like is and that's like the the honorary thing. And then I'm like, or they're gonna surprise the kid and bring his dad out. And I'm like, but if they're doing that in the middle of the game, I feel like that's a, like a big thing to be doing in between innings uh, during a commercial break. And so they show the kid, he's like waving, whatever. And then and then Gene, there's like a there's a beat, and then Gene Honda goes, and now we'd like to introduce Sergeant so and so, and like the the guy comes out, and then everyone cheers, and like. You know, the guy comes down the stairs and they like, you know, are all surprised and they hug everybody and whatever. And um, it was just like, man, like even I like I am like kind of like I like I those moments are pretty great. Like when they when they do that kind of stuff. But usually it's like the kid will be throwing out like the first pitch and then like the guy takes off the catcher's mask and it's the, it's the dad, you know, they'll do something like that like before the game, but like in, in between the half inning, that's like a lot of pressure to, to squeeze all that in. Um, and, uh, then they like left one batter into the, into the next inning, which is kind of weird. And I'm not sure if they ever came back. Uh, but, but so that was a weird moment. Um, I mean, it was a nice moment, but it was, it was, it was very shoehorned in. Um, and they did show them on screen for a long time and everyone was cheering. And at, at one point there was a guy, there was just like a random guy behind them. And he like shook the, the troop's hand. And like, we were like, all right, now people are just like, now, now people like from the, the, the crowd are just, just going up to this guy and like shaking his hand. And it's like, Hey, maybe let the guy hug his wife, you know, like, um, <laughs> he hasn't seen her in a while. And so like, it was just, a another, just one of those moments in a White Sox game where it's like, I don't know if that really worked the way it should have or even belonged at the place that it happened.
0: I don't understand why they left. Like, yeah. you know, well, like, Hey, this is the guy, the guy just got back from Afghanistan. Um, you know, he probably like, it's like, Hey, you know, you know, it'd be really nice just to sit at a ball game. Like on a, on a beautiful night with my family, that would be great. And then just like to, yeah. so why not just let the guy watch the game or maybe he wanted to leave and is not a baseball fan. I don't well, know. But- right.
1: That's what I'm, th- I'm thinking, I'm thinking the o- opposite where he's like, Jesus, I've just been fucking like, you know, wherever, like fucking Kuwait or something. It's like, let me I want to go home and fucking check out my car and like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, kick back, like have a beer like on, on my on my lazy boy and like maybe watch fucking like Fast and the Furious nine or something. Like, I don't want to be at this White Sox game. So like and and yeah, it's, I think they they kind of like left immediately right after that. Um But uh but yeah. So anyway, uh just another White Sox occurrence, of course. Um they we, they we had we had a new at least new to us uh, episode of Brewing with Ozzy.
0: Yeah, it was uh, this one wasn't very good, Jeremy. It was in the bottom the bottom half of a uh, of, of Brewing with Ozzy episodes. It was just yeah. It was it was Ozzy sitting at the bar and a bartender was pouring a beer on tap for some customers and Ozzy did not approve of the pour, so he's like no 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 no. And then like he makes the the arm signal that a manager makes uh, to like go to the bullpen. And then like, uh, this woman comes in and pours a beer and Ozzy gives her a thumbs up and then the sketch ended.
1: Yeah. She even, I think she even finished the same beer.
0: Yeah. 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 I don't, th- I don't even, I don't even think she started, she started pouring a new beer. It was a uh, beer. It was, it was an in, inherited beer that she was pouring.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. So no stranded suds, I guess. Um, no, but uh, at least it was a new episode. We've been seeing a lot of that one where he sprays down the Cubs guy, um, so uh, I, I guess I'll I'll take a bad new episode of Brewing with Ozzy than a decent one I guess.
0: <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I still don't think we've seen a good one. Um, yeah. uh, so Jeremy, you uh, I think you maybe had gone up to use the restroom during this, but it was one of those uh. get to know get to know you um sketches that they play on the scoreboard and this one was for yasmani grandal and I, I forget all of his other answers they were pretty forgettable but they asked um you know they asked him what would you have wanted to be when you grew up uh if not a baseball player and he said he he wanted to be a dea agent <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right great.
0: that seems like such a childish thing to want to be it's like oh yeah i've seen that on tv like i don't I want to be a dea agent um yeah, a little, a little ridiculous. He probably thinks he can still be one after his after his playing career is over. Reminded me of the Con Air line when John Cusack asked Columbini, John Cusack goes, "Since when did this become a DEA investigation?" And Columbini <laughs> goes, "The second DEA agent was murdered." Um, so that was uh, that's good stuff. That's from the movie Con Air. But yeah, uh, Yasmani Grandal wants to be a, a DEA agent when he grows up.
1: Um, well, it's interesting, Jack, because um, in 2012 Yasmani Grandal was suspended 50 games for testosterone use so
0: um, <laughs> Illeg- illegal substances
1: yeah yeah so um, I guess maybe you know it's it's like a Walter White situation to, to bring back Breaking Bad where it's like you know he chose the wrong side of, uh, of the law I guess so, uh, he could have been he could have been enforcing it or abusing it and he, he chose to abuse it in this case but he could have just as easily gone into enforcing it so interesting.
0: Um, uh, during the seventh inning stretch, there was a, uh, a fake creepy baby that they showed on the, uh, the scoreboard. It was, uh, like, you know, this, I think it was a dad just holding this baby against well, his chest yeah. and the baby was like looking into the, uh, into the camera and not blinking like it was Hannibal Lecter or something.
1: Yeah, I mean so they're showing like all the like <clears throat> you know the fan scene whatever. And they show this like this 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 uh dad like holding this baby. But like yes, it was fucking creepy. This it was a fucking weird creepy looking fucking baby and like it uh it had not only did it not it had like these little these little beady eyes that Yeah, they but
0: they were like they were like piercing blue eyes.
1: I don't even think that I. I yeah, blue or solid. I, I thought they were like solid black or something. But maybe like, they were. The, yeah. the
0: baby looked like Chucky.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so and the hair, the hair looked like a fucking wig. It was yeah. like this, like huh. weird. It was this, like very like vivid, like reddish hair, and it was like kind of matted to its head, and it was like perfectly cut it was like styled almost it looked fucking weird man it looked like a doll and it was fucking creepy and like yeah yeah i don't know it was it was just it was weird it it, it was freaking me out man like so like i was like they, they they finally cut away from it and i was like i said to jack i'm like Ugh, like that, that that fucking yeah that grossed me out man
0: yeah, man, it'd be one of those things where in a movie, if like his parents, like the baby's parents, tried to put like noise-canceling headphones on him, he'd like fucking kill, he'd, he'd kill him later that night, you know? Right.
1: right yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They uh, are like yeah, like um, the Exorcist, like they put the holy water on Reagan and it like steam, it like burns, or it's like. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was um, that was weird. That was weird. Weird baby. Um, and I, I have to imagine the, per- the the like director of the. The broadcast also thought it was weird. Maybe that's why they were showing it. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Um, so, Jack, a uh, couple things together here that happened that were kind of funny. So, Liam Hendricks came out. He did come out in the eighth inning um, with in, kind of in a jam. Um, I, it turns out that I read that uh, Kimbrel was unavailable last night due to a physical ailment that wasn't arm
0: related i guess so interesting
1: yeah i'm not sure what was up with that but hendrix ended up having to to pitch um an inning in two-thirds to get the save um but he comes out and uh they played um uh we will rock you but this weird like edm mashup version there was another i forgot what the other song was but it it starts with we will rock you but it has this like beat to it and then it turns into this other like I, for, I forgot what other song it was, but it's like <laughs> like this fucking like EDM fucking thumping bass thing, and um, and the, they're doing like this crazy lights show and everything. Like they have like the LED lights where like the lights go out and they they kind of like circle and like it looks cool on the field, but it's this huge production when he comes out. And I was like thinking like, well maybe this is why Larusa can't replace him with. Craig Kimbrell is that the White sox put too much work into the production of his, of his entrance um to, to it's like you can't possibly do that in the in the eighth inning I mean they, they did it in the eighth inning but it, knowing that another pitcher is going to come out after this it's like you can't you can't like have this like be like the 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 opener or like the the the, prede, the you know the, the predecessor to the, the the closers big entrance so it was a big whole thing one of the things that they were showing on the screen, um while he came out was they, they kept showing that the text Slida. Slida. Yeah. And like Jack, have you ever fucking heard that nickname for Liam Hendricks?
0: No, but I feel like it's pronounced like Slida.
1: Yeah, right. Because
0: like, he's a fucking Aussie. But like, yeah, I don't um No, I've never heard that before. It's like it's like calling Patrick Wisdom Farve. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, that was what Vaskarjan. You remember it was oh. the, the Sunday night baseball thing. Vaskarjan was like, yeah, and his you know his teammates call him Favre. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah,
1: no, it's it's absurd. Like I've never heard that before. I don't even think Leo Hendricks really th- slow throws a slider. Like I don't think he's really known for a slider. Is he? I think feel like, feel like he's known for like a just a, a four seam fastball. But I could be wrong. But like. Yeah, it's like Slida, Slida, and like it's like okay, I guess he's he's Slida, but like I fucking I don't I wouldn't never know that, um. So that was that was weird. Um, and then um, in between le- leading into the top of the ninth, after they already did like this light show for Liam Hendricks they did put a warning on the screen saying like, you know, uh, you know, uh, guaranteed rate field is equipped with led lights that can, you know, be programmed to do different things or whatever. So, uh, if anyone has any sensitivity to flashing lights, you know, please be aware, but it's like, Hey buddy, you already missed that boat. That, that ship has sailed. Um, so, so it happened. It, it turns out they did something similar when the game was over. So I think that's what they were warning people about. It but it's like, Hey man, you already missed the boat. Like, Whoever had that issue probably already had that reaction when Hendricks came out. So a little late on that
0: one. Yeah, that that was totally a moment where like, oh, shit, like nobody put that up on the scoreboard earlier. Like, let's just do it now.
1: Yeah, probably because they're not used to Hendricks coming in in the eighth inning, I guess.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, there were a few few minor player things, too. So it's funny because we saw the Pirates uh, last night. Um, t- uh, and we're going to be seeing them again tomorrow. We're actually going to a Cubs pirates day game. So we're going to be seeing the pirates twice in one week. So we're getting treated to that. <laughs> they were starting a guy named Max Kranich, who I had never heard of before, but he was wearing number 45, which I believe was, um, uh, uh Gary Cole's, Cole's number. old number.
1: Yeah. It was, it was kind of funny to see. It's like, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of teams will, um, <clears throat> either retire a number or like you know, with the Cubs, like you know, they they took 17 that was worn by Mark Grace and gave it to Chris Bryant, like a surefire star. Um, <clears throat> but uh, the Pirates have um, Garrett Cole, or I get have Max Cranick wearing 45. By the way, Jack, do, do you ever have you ever smoked Kranich before?
0: Uh, the Kranick? is that is that weed laced with coke?
1: <laughs> Maybe I'm not. I don't even know. Really I think know that's
0: what... I think that's chronic.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's how Max Cranick pronounces his name.
1: Maybe if he was into hip hop, he would definitely pronounce it the, the <laughs> Um Anyway, that's the joke. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So um, so yeah, we we thought maybe we would see Mitch Keller. It turns out Mitch Keller pitched tonight against the uh, the Cubs. But yeah, we got Max Cranick, so we had to like kind of scramble and do some research about him. Um, but uh, one, re- one bit of research that the, the White Sox did for us uh, was, this, was this stat that they put on the, on the screen. And we've already talked about how <clears throat> 90% of the things that the White Sox put on the board are fake news and not reliable <laughs> stats. Um, uh, so they showed this stat, Jack, um, which was this fucking ridiculous. It said like um, stats with, with, no, with bases empty. And it said, like... yo, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say the stat was that his ERA was 1575 with the bases empty, but that he had allowed no home runs.
1: Yes, which is impossible. Like, I'm trying to think... Unless... And I think all his appearances were starts, too. Well, yeah, because even if he inherited those runs, they wouldn't be counted to him. So I don't understand how that... I mean, I'm not wrong, right? Like, there's no way to we we were our minds were boggled for like a whole inning about this stat. I'm like, and
0: like, I yeah, I still don't understand what the stat is. I've never heard someone like give a pitcher's stats with the bases empty. It's like, yeah, right. you know, his his ERA is 250 with the bases empty. Like, what does that mean? Is it just means he gives up solo home runs?
1: Right. That's the only way that you. That's the only way you can score a run if the bases are empty. <laughs> and like, and and he, they said he didn't give up any homers. So I don't get it. One of them were, was wrong. Probably the Homer's thing, I would guess. But like, it 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 was it was mind boggling. And like, we were thinking about it for, for like a, a whole inning. And it, we should, we I think we eventually just wrote it off. And it's like, no, it's just it's it's just wrong. It's just there's something wrong, and there's no way we would know what it is because why would you know how could we? But
0: think about this, Jeremy. So Cranic had pitched like twenty innings coming into the game. Yeah. Uh, if his ERA was fifteen seventy five with the bases loaded, that means he'd probably given up about twenty five homers in twenty innings.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it just and 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 that he gave up like all of his runs with no one on base or something. Like his ERA was like oh his ERA was like seven going into the game or something. Mm-hmm. But but still, so I it was just a fucking mind blowingly obtuse stat, like it made no, it was just, it was just factually, it was just textbookly incorrect. Uh, anyway, I don't, I don't even know, it's not worth talking about anymore other than it's just <laughs> absurd. Um, Jack, uh, this is kind of funny, we, we, Jack went through a whole uh, arc uh, about Willem, uh, Wilmer Defoe, uh, uh during the night. Um, I believe the first thing Jack said, do you remember what the first thing you said about Wilmer? I Default? think it
0: was we should have put this guy on the all boring team. Right, um, right, right. But then my comment was like, this guy's actually kind of built. Like I didn't know he was like a like a like an athletic looking like buff guy. I was like, you yeah. know, shit. I didn't know he was actually like, you know, I didn't know he looked like that. I thought he was just like a Cesar Hernandez type of guy or just like a little guy. Uh, yeah. And then like he he had kind of a cool he had a cool stance. Mm-hmm. Where he let, like you know um, he was kind of crouched. And his front leg was, like, all the way forward. I was like, Oh, this guy's got kind of a cool stance, too. Like, he looks like he could really run into something. Um, And I was like, man, I kind of like Wilmer Defoe.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, it was a whole— And I think he made, like, a couple of good plays uh, out at second base. And um, so yeah like Jack uh, Wilmer Defoe won Jack over pretty pretty instantly I would yeah, say. Yeah, it
0: didn't take it didn't take much.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess there um,
0: wasn't much to see on that Pirates team but yeah. Right, right. Yeah,
1: when yeah, when you're you're pulling when like Wilmer Defoe is the guy who you're you're attaching yourself to. Um again another White Sox video board thing like they said nickname and it said L-Day, Like L-E-L-Day-D-E. and I believe the D was capitalized.
0: Yeah, I'm going to look that up on Baseball Reference right now. Oh, yeah, do that. Yeah. The
1: only thing that that leads me to is like, oh, whoever was typing that got interrupted and uh, never finished typing it and then fucking put it on the video board because it doesn't, you know, if you translate that, that means like the of. So, it's say,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It it his says his nickname is Elindo. OK, there you go.
1: So. They, it was not
0: L day. That was wrong.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's about the least surprising thing I've ever heard on this podcast. <laughs> they were wrong. But yeah, El Lindo. So like I guess they you know, yeah. The guy fucking like sneezed or like he put his elbow on the keypad after he typed that and like just it ended up L day and that's what it was on the video board. No I no think fact I, checking or anything no no proofreading no. or anything.
0: I think I like L Day better though, so we should <laughs> yeah. we should we should call him that from now on.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like you know Larry David's nickname; they call him LD uh, on on for right. your enthusiasm. So Wilmer Defoe is LD L Day. <laughs>
0: so. Um, um, so yeah, that that basically wraps it up for the game. Jeremy, did you have a Cub story you wanted to tell?
1: Well, so, um, yeah, I'm just trying to make sure that there was nothing um, that we missed in this game. I don't think so. I was kind of excited for my guy that I was looking forward to because Cabrian Hayes was injured for this game, so I was looking forward to seeing um, Hiyoshi Satsuga. I really wasn't looking forward to it, but uh, that's who I claimed to see. We saw Shelby Miller, which was kind of ridiculous. Um, But, yeah, that's that's about it for the game. We saw um, Gavin Sheets hit
0: two homers yeah, which is cool. we've seen him hit three homers this season which is neat
1: yeah i haven't tabulated our stats um yet um since uh after this game i'm just gonna do it after the the cubs game and just do it all in one swoop i think but um but yeah he's he's climbing up our leaderboard uh for rain delay theater for all-time home run scene i think i think that might tie him for the top um
0: yeah i think Moncada had three as well so i think he's tied now
1: Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's, um, that's interesting. And, uh, hopefully we see some more of, um, Gavin sheets in the future. Um, but yeah, Jack, I was going to just say, so, um, we saw that game last night. Um, we were, um, uh, it, you know, whatever we got home, uh, I don't know, like 11 something, whatever. Um, I was, um, I was up late, Like late last night. I ended up, um, jumping in my car like late at night, like after, after one o'clock to, just to run to my mom's house to, to pick up some mail, just cause I was, I, I actually got like a, a shipment of cards in. So I wanted to grab them and uh, open them up. Um, so I, I was like up, I, I keep horrible hours. I was up late last night at like one o'clock. So I hopped in the car and drove, um, to my mom's, which is not that far from my house. It's a straight shot down Irving park, um, road, which is, um, you know, it's kind of like one of the, the main streets that you would take to get to Wrigley Field, um, if you're if you're driving to Wrigley. So it's like 1:20 a.m. in the morning. I'm heading um, heading uh, west down Irving Park, which is away from uh, Wrigley Field, and uh, across the street, uh, I see like kind of some flashing lights coming towards me, and uh, they get closer, and it's like a police escort. And behind them are four big Windy City limousine buses. Oh, nice! Buses. So it was the Cubs um, getting back in town um, from Minnesota. They they played a quick two game series in Minnesota, uh, and they played a night game uh, on on Wednesday night. So they were that was their buses getting back into the city. So it's true, like even on, even on like a trip from fucking Minnesota, which is like about like a six something hour drive away um, from from Chicago, like obviously they flew but they they didn't get in until like 1 like one thirty in the morning um last night so uh or this morning whatever um so they um i saw their escort and i was like oh that's that's cool like and i've seen it before i've seen them getting escorted to the 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 stadium or to the airport and and back from the airport um but i i i was like that's cool i saw saw their their escort and i was like you know what i uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna go drive by wrigley and just see what happens so yeah. i heard i hurried up i went to my mom's i got my the stuff i needed to get i hopped in the car and kind of sped down a wrigley field and I, I i went and i i drove down a wrigley field and i like looked at the player's parking lot and um you know there's like a there's a fucking like cubs secure like a cubs like 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 ballpark attendant guy standing out and on waveland you know kind of like monitoring the situation and at this point it was already like one ish. Okay. Yeah. So, um, about, they probably got to Wrigley like at like one like, and I'm sure they get right off the bus, get in their cars and just drive home. Um, well maybe if, if Kyle Farnsworth was, was on the team, he would have went across the street and got a beer. But, <laughs> Um, so, so I drive, I kind of do like a quick look, but I also didn't want to like, I didn't want to like be cruising or something and like get pulled over or something. Uh, so I was trying to be inconspicuous, um, but I was driving around Wrigley and like, I would, I was seeing guys with like fucking like suitcases and stuff. And I'm like, I was trying to see like which players there were. And so I get to um, Addison, I'm on Clark and I, I get in the left turning lane to turn left onto Addison. And I see a guy crossing the street with a rolling su- uh, suitcase, like this, like kind of like gray, like metal, like Halliburton type of like, but big, like rolling suitcase. And I, as I'm turning, I, I, I kind of look at the guy and it was Matt Duffy.
0: Oh so man, Matt,
1: Matt Duffy was just like walk, like just walking. He was standing on the corner of Clark and, and Addison at like one forty five in the morning, and like I, he, I don't know where he was going or what he was doing. It was kind of dang. I'm like, should they let him just like walk off into the streets like at one forty five in the morning? Like he could get fucking mugged or like worse. Um, it's not like a bad neighborhood, but it's also things are all all, all like just kind of shady across the board. Uh, you know, mid like, like post pandemic or whatever. So it's kind of weird. And he was just like, standing on the corner. It was very weird. And like, normally I would have like yelled out like, Hey, Duff man or something. But like at one in the morning, like I didn't want to scare the fucking guy. So like, I, um, you know, I just, I just rolled by, he was probably already creeped out enough by me like driving by him and probably staring at him. Um, right. But then I did like another lap around Wrigley and like, I, I actually turned down, um, I actually drove by the parking lot and I saw some guys like standing there, like waiting for some ride or something. Um, But, uh, but yeah, it was weird. It's like, if I would have turned around and went straight there, I probably would have seen every single Cubs player. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I, I saw one guy like on like a like on a, an e-scooter and he had like a, a a suitcase on the e-scooter Um, and he was like riding home and like, he had like this crazy mullet. He kind of looked like, God, I don't even like Dallas Braden or something, but like, I'm like, who is this guy? Like I, he didn't look like any player that was on the Cubs. I didn't know who he was, but he ended up like, um, I saw him on my way, like when I first got to the park and then when I, when I was driving home, I saw him like around like Ashland and fucking like Irving park or something. So like he, it was weird. I don't know who the hell that guy was, but I, basically I stalked the Cubs and I saw Matt Duffy basically. So that's, that's my little Cubs story.
0: Nice. Nice. Jeremy. Yeah. You should have yelled out, Whoa, Duff man. Ooh, no. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Simpsons reference again. I like that. His name, that his nickname is Duff man. I don't know if that's just something you made up, but I think good. I
1: might've made that up. I'm not sure. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was weird. And, um, I, you know, as much as an autograph hound as I've become, I, I was, I wouldn't have done it in that situation just cause, um, the guy could have maced me or punched me in the face or whatever. Um,
0: and uh, Or, or given you a thumbs down.
1: I was going to say, or, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have been uh, as outraged, though, uh, if he gave me a thumbs down. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's that. But, anyway, um, yes, we are going to the uh, Cubs-Pirates uh, game. Again, t- Pirates twice in one season. Folks, you cannot say that we don't love baseball uh, twice in, yeah. in one week uh, yeah. for the Pirates. So, there you go.
0: Um, Cool, so we'll wrap it up for this one. My name is Jack Swakowski for Rain Delay Theater.
1: And I'm Jeremy D'Inicio.
0: We'll see you next time.
1: Later.